evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome once again to Adam, Sky, Johnny and rejoice, Steelers fans, rejoice because it is official. Offensive coordinator Matt Canada has been fired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. A statement was released by Mike Tomlin, the head coach, thanking him for his services. Um, well, it could have said that. I didn't actually read it. I suppose he probably said that, but I was not that bothered, really, because goodbye and good riddance to Matt Canada. Uh, that is one Steelers' opinion. However, I'm sure we'll get an opinion of a Patriots slash Cowboys fan, uh, a Jets fan and a Packers fan on this as well. Um, it does mark... I've got a tweet up by Adam Schefter saying it is a historic day in Pittsburgh because when... With Steelers fire defensive coordinator Matt Canada today, it marked the first time they've made an in-season coaching change since 1941. And I, th- I think that is um, that's actually quite relevant to probably what the conversation will be about because we are a franchise, um, and I apologize if I start to refer to Steelers we or I or, or, or whatnot, um, uh, it, it's stubborn. It definitely keeps everybody on the ship, doesn't make drastic changes. Keeps everything in house. I mean, it's been our downfall in, in in a lot of aspects, and it's been quite a ballsy move to to get rid of Matt Canada. Firstly, I'll go to Adam to begin with. Um, is Canada all to blame for this offensive system? Because he's been under Ben Roethlisberger now, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. Okay, three names. Roethlisberger once upon a time a name that was in bright lights in the big city, but the rest when Matt Canada took over, it was the end of Ben's career. Trubisky, we all know that he isn't the greatest quarterback in the world. Kenny Pickett, yes, a first round pick, but it was a a QB draft that people were saying that there shouldn't really be any first round QBs because it's not good enough. How much it does this fall on Matt Canada? Well, when you look at it like that, you've given him some really good quarterback talent over the years, haven't you? Mm. <laughs> like. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as much as it does with every OC, I think. I, I mean, yes, it probably does because at the end of the day, he's play calling. But, I mean, is he completely to blame? Has the GM given him the right weapons? I think you could argue that's a bit of a no. Uh, it feels very much with the Steelers that they're defence first. That That's just how it kind of feels to me. I would argue that Pickett was the wrong choice, that they shouldn't have gone for a quarterback in that particular year. Everyone knew that in that draft class, it wasn't great. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to go earlier, but they certainly could have gone another year later and and just stuck with something like Trubisky for a year and, and not been fantastic and rely heavily on the defence. So that is definitely one way they could have gone, but they opted for Pickett, who, to me... it it just feels like he's not quite got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, some someone has to be held accountable, don't they? And it's not going to be Mike Tomlin for the offense. So it's like, it's going to have to be him. And it's it's been tough this year. I mean, the offense has been a real, has been rough, really bad. So, I mean, it, if you're going up against a Browns team where, let's face it, they're quarterback was not isn't anything special now that Deshaun Watson's out injured you got to feel like you're going to get a lot of time on the offense I know the Browns defense is very good but you would expect more than 10 points and I, I think it just reached the head didn't it well you're, you're definitely right because it's off the back of the 13-10 loss for, uh, to the Cleveland Browns obviously divisional game probably our Biggest rival, I suppose, in that FC North. I know the Ravens and the Bengals are rivals as well, but there seems to be a bit of a deeper hatred towards each other, these two franchises. I think it's because Steelers have been so 
such a dominant franchise throughout the, the, the centuries, I suppose, rather than um rather rather than uh, you know the the Bengals and the Rams have obviously been good teams, but the Browns have been pretty poor for a very long time. Um Johnny to, to Adam's point, he said, you know, has the GM drafted the right weapons? Okay, we're talking about Kenny Pickett, but in the last few drafts, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Frymouth, Chase Claypool, um he had Antonio Brown at one point. Uh, there's, there's been some, they had, they've drafted um, offensive linemen as well. I mean, there has been talent that has come into this team. So, do you think it, it is a little bit of there needs to be a blame that goes around, or is this resting on Matt Canada? I do think, that, yeah, I think the players obviously have to take some of the blame. Um, but I, I'm, I'm starting quite with with Adam. I think it's, it's. It's just not been good enough this year. The 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 Steelers are averaging 170 yards passing this year, which ranks right at the bottom of the NFL. That's almost 100 less than they were averaging last year. So something's just not quite right. And you know, we all expected Kenny Pickett to. You know, we saw that he does have some talent. I'm not not saying that he's an elite quarterback prospect, but you know, we saw him play um, a, a mature level at the end of last year, and it doesn't hasn't really matched up um, in, in in 2023. They've obviously developed George Pickens. They've got some good players around him, but um, but yeah, the play calling just just hasn't been um, you know what we what we've expected, and the, the Steelers' offense is is really causing them to. to who, um, um, you know, not progress, I suppose. But, you know, they are still a decent winning record. You still have a really good chance to make the playoffs. And I think similar to the, the Bills last week when we were talking about Ken Dorsey, the hope of, you know, being able to spark something in, making a change at offensive coordinator, um, I think will really help to, you know, inspire the, the team to get a good reaction out of them. Um, I've been made aware that the, the running back coach is going to take over the the, the play clothing duties. And obviously with the, what we've seen from players like Jalen Warren over the last couple of weeks, even Najee Harris has been, been, um, been, been better than what we've seen. Um, I'm hoping that, we can utilise those 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 players a, a bit more, um, but yeah, I think we do need to see a lot more of those wide out receivers that, that haven't been performing, particularly you know Pickens Johnson, um, who yeah I, I think have been a lot quieter than a lot of us would have imagined um, at the start of the year. But um, yeah, I think the Steelers um, yeah looked, looked really really poor against uh, against the Browns. It was not a game for the neutral. Um, but um, but yeah, let's hope this this reaction can get that um, that offense moving and and hopefully they can get in the right direction once again. Not a game for the neutral, weren't a game for Browns or Steelers fans either, buddy. <laughs> I watched the whole game and it was it was tough <laughs> uh, tough viewing. We'll go back to the subject. However, I will just point our eyes towards what has just happened in the NFL. Ian Rapport releasing the uh, well Darius, but I believe is called Shaquille these days. Shaquille Leonard. Linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts has been waived. He's been released, um, which is pretty, pretty bold move. I mean, the player that has been uh, barred of injury, but is a, a former Pro Bowler, All Pro. I mean, for a Steelers unit that has lost Quan Alexander this year, Cole Holcomb. I mean, you've got to be looking at someone like that. Um, Sky Steelers have only scored twenty-five plus points one game this year, and it was against the Browns in, in Week Two. Yes, Week Two, 20, 26-22. Um, and we are a franchise that is known for 
not rocking the boat, stubbornness, some may say. Um, you know, only three head coaches in the last in the last however many years it is dating back to I think the sixties. Um, it's it's taken a while for this to happen. Fans have definitely voiced their concerns this year. There's been chance throughout every game of Fire Canada. Um, is this a little bit too late? Is this too, you know, there's a lot to recover from. If this had happened maybe earlier, do you think the Steelers would have benefited more? And has this maybe gone on for too long? And to get to this point now where they're now having to do the change. Do, do you think it should have been done the end of last year? Because our offence last year was, was just the same as it is this year. I think the reason that it's happened is because you guys are in the playoff hunt, obviously still hold the last spot for the for the wild card. And I think Tomlin said uh, the offensive improvement was not rapid or consistent enough. And I think he's probably thinking, well, we've got a chance at the playoffs here. Um, and they've probably done the opposite to uh, Johnny's Jets in the sense of just mentioning the quarterback. They're probably thinking, well, we, we changed it. It's almost like a kick up the backside for Pickett, right? We know he's failed to move the ball. Um, he's 35th in the NFL among quarterbacks. So I think in terms of like, moving the ball through the air with like a, a minimum amount of attempts. I was reading something earlier, six touchdowns to four picks. It's not great. I think this is almost like Mike Tomlin saying, you know, we're, we're like Johnny said, running back coaches in, we know Warren and Najee as much as have been inconsistent. That's a good one to punch. It's like saying, look, we're going to run the ball, but you need to step up here. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I've seen, I don't know how you feel about this, Freddie, but on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people saying, get Trubisky in. I think he's got a better arm than Kenny. Um, obviously, we've seen that he's not been consistent whenever he started, but I think that just highlights how poor the quarterback play is. Just like we just need someone competent to, you know, try and hit Deontay downfield um, and not turn it over. Um, so I, I guess they're hoping that this will spark something because um, you do get the odd occasion where coaching change helps. I mean, look at the Raiders a few years ago when um, they had their temporary guy and made the playoffs. So Tomlin's more than capable of steering the ship. He's in conversation for coach of the year. So I'm sure he's hoping that this change will um, spark something offensively. For me, as a Steeler fan, um, oh, you say about the Raiders, they could do the exact same thing this year as well with yeah. their new coach, which could be could, could be pretty wild. We, it's it's never been, it's been completely transparent the whole time that this team is defense first. Like that is very obvious. Like I know I said about the players that we've drafted. However, I, I've said in in the past that we've not concentrated on the correct positions in drafts at the time. We've not built our own line after. The, the the fallout of Pouncey, Villanueva, uh, uh, De like what an O-line that was. And we never really replaced them guys. And I, I, I've i been critical of that. And I think I've been right about that as well. We, when we took Claypool, we should have taken Jalen Hurts. When we took Frymouth, we should have been looking at O-line. These plays have been good for us. Claypool, not so much. That, that didn't work out. But Frymouth is definitely one of the top tight ends in the league on his day for, for me. Um, but my problem has been just the predictability and the repetition and the just the quite frankly boring nature of this whole offense. You know, Warren and Naji is a great double punch, a great double punch. But Harris is, I've said this already on the pod this year, Harris has been highlighted as being a bust because when you have someone like Bijan Robinson who got drafted this year and they both had the same hype, Travis Etienne as well over at the Jags drafted the, the pick after Naji Harris. Look at how they've their careers have, have gone so far in the NFL compared to Najee's. And, you know, it's it's chalk and cheese. Harris has not done or had a, a really a standout game. He has come out and been complacent about it in the, in the, in the Brown, after the Browns game. He was definitely, definitely seemed to voice concerns. Jalen Warren is a really good player, really, really good. However, it, it does feel like the James Connor, I've said this before as well about the James Connor comparison. 
of when he was at Steelers where he wasn't playing every snap and there was that two-punch sort of vibe going on. Um, we've had Deontay Johnson out for a large portion of the season. He's come back and, and made it look really good. Um, it, he's made it. He's made catches that look really good at times for Steelers already. Pickens, he was a wild card in the first place when we drafted him, um, if being a bit of an oddball. However, he's shown that he could really have a very successful career for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it's just obvious every time it's either we go we go either middle of the short routes um screens or double punch running there is there is no deep ball we don't have deep ball i know we had claypool for the deep ball however believe me when i saw claypool there and he was playing deep ball he weren't that good at it believe me and ask ask the bears about that as well and ask the dolphins about that as well they're not exactly utilizing to his full potential it's I mean, the next question really is, I know the running back coach is taking it over, but will he become permanent? Is there offensive coordinator out there outside of, oh, we're going to say Ken Dorsey straight away because he's just been released, but is there anyone that the Steelers would be looking at? Because, again, there are defensive first. Is there anyone at all three of you that springs to mind? If Cliff Kingsbury's still not in Thailand, I don't know what he's up to. If he fancies Yeah, him. get him back. Yeah, yeah. you're done with... You're done with what you're doing there. You're done with playing ping pong and not out of uh, your hands. Come on, get over here. Get I think, but it. someone forward thinking, it's the same thing with the Patriots, right, Fred? Like you were saying, like we, we do the same. Call a screen and call a draw and then, oh, let's see what happens on third down. There comes a point where it's like, you know, the league is tailored now to it just being so offense heavy with penalties, etc. Half the time, just throw it out and someone's going to get called for holding or pass interference anyway. But there's too many old offensive coordinators in the league. So hopefully for you guys, you just get a, a young mind or someone who... And I think Mike Tomlin is open to that. That's what I like about him as a coach. He's not set in his ways as much as he's a veteran. And I think that's why he always seems to, to do well and have winning records because he's always open to new approaches. Actually, that, that is an interesting one. It, it, it is, do we think that Mankanda's offense is a bit more um, in-depth but it is because the court, the court, caliber of quarterback he has, he has had to limit his ideas. I mean, we I, don't know. Who knows? Don't I mean, genuinely, who knows? Kind of thing. I, I, I don't know much about Matt Canada's previous um, career before he was at the Steelers, so I, I don't really know. But it's quite possible. the The problem is, is the the issue that you're always going to have with having someone like a defensive-minded head coach in Mike Tomlin, is that if you get an OC in there who does well, they're going to be gone in no time. That is your biggest problem. Mm. It's like anyone in the NFL. If they see an OC, who, especially if you get someone in, and all of a sudden Kenny Pickett becomes amazing in like a couple of years' time, that OC is going to be gone, and then you've got to start mm. again. So that's what the problem is always going to be. It's it's really difficult to know who to bring in. There's loads of guys in college that you could probably look at if you wanted to go down that route. Or there's other OCs, other teams, or just just promote from within, I suppose. But mm. I, I don't know. I do think there is a limit because of Pickett at the moment. Mm. I agree. Um, I will actually do a bit of a shout-out because we have had one of our fellows from over the water, not that far of the water in America, over a short bit of water in the lovely country of Ireland. Big up Shane Brennan. Evening, guys. Shane's part of the Irish NFL guys over there. What a dude. We spoke about him last week in Frankfurt. The guys, he's awesome. He's going to be on this podcast hopefully one day and hopefully we'll return the favour to him. He's such a great dude. But I would like to 
point a little bit towards the Steelers party that happened at Croke Park in Dublin, um, which is usually their Gaelic football stadium and I think international stadium as well um, for Ireland. I think I could be wrong on that one. Um, they did a Steelers event. Sky were covering it there. Hannah Wilkes was there. Phoebe Schechter, Mike McQuaid as well. Guy, one of the guys over with the Irish NFL as well. Um, it, it looked like a fantastic event. And I think uh, it's only a matter of time now before Ireland is with the international expansion, but Ireland will get a game. Steelers have been heavily favoured to go there because of the media rights stuff. And um, I think Dan Rooney was at the at the party as well, which is really, really cool. Um, but what a, what a spectacle to promote NFL across all of Europe. It, it looked like a fantastic time. And Sky did a really, really good job of, of covering it as well. But we will move off thanks, mate. my... Oh, Sky, Sky. Well done, Sky. Sky. Well done. Oh, not, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Bank. Not Sky Lawrence Bank. Don't you, don't you, take, don't you take credit for Mr. Murdoch now. Like, come on, man. Like, don't take it from Neil Reynolds and the guys and Jason and Hannah and Phoebe and Mike. Honestly. Honestly. Right. Anyway, we'll move on to a player rather than a team. And it is a certain quarterback with the Houston Texans after throwing... Three interceptions against the Arizona Cardinals. Book for him for two touchdowns. He beat them 21-16. And not only has he now become the front runner for the uh, for the offensive rookie of the year, is he now the front runner for the NFL MVP award? We've sort of said on this podcast for Lamar Jackson's at there at the minute. Johnny, CJ Stroud. I mean, he is just he's just churning out yards. He's 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 creating wins for this team. I think he's a different type of leader than other quarterbacks, maybe around this league. But what's um, impressed you so much about CJ Stroud so far? Before you actually answer that, Shane, cheers for the shout out. Even this guy is making me cry while sporting a Cowboys top. So even <laughs> you hate it internationally, you hated it. A Patriots Cowboys fan, you hate it internationally. But... <laughs> yeah, CJ Stroud. He, um, he's, I mean, he's having a phenomenal start to his professional career as an NFL quarterback. And he's coming off probably his worst game. Um, he was, you know, great in the first half, but was pretty poor in the second half against the the, the Cardinals. Um, but was still able to to guide his team to victory. I think, you know, he of course he merits being in the MVP conversation. He's been one of the best quarterbacks, uh, one of the best players in the NFL uh, this year. Uh, but I do think that the the, the Texans as a whole have have really really improved, and it's not just Stroud. That is, you know, integral to, um, you know, just how well they're they're doing, and you know, they're possibly, um, you know, if they they can win and the, the Jags lose this, is it this weekend they can go top of the uh, the FC South. So, I mean, what a remarkable story that would be. Um, I think, you know, with D'Amico Ryan's coming in as their new coach, they've got a very young roster. The defense has really improved. That's what I think stood out for me this weekend was, um, you know, we've meant talked obviously about another big signing this year was, was Will Anderson and he had a great game um, against the Cardinals um, and the running game as well. Devin Singletary has been a bit of guy. The, the, the receivers are all working well, the offensive line. It's just a unit that is really, really coming together and, and, and CJ Stroud is, is the leader of, of that team. So I, I'm not sure whether whether he, well, I don't think he will win the MVP um, award. I don't think, you know, the, the NFL is ready to, 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 to give it to a, a rookie just yet. Um, I think it would take, you know, something next level for, 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 for that to happen. But that's not taken away from CJ Stroud. It's absolutely one of the best um, quarterback or rookie quarterback displays that that we've we've ever seen, um, and yeah, I think you know absolutely. If he, but you know, he's still in the conversation, and 
Who's probably the front runner? You mentioned Lamar. Jalen Hurts is probably there with his victory mm-hmm. over Mahomes yesterday. Um, there is no real clear front runner, I don't think, this year. Which um, you know, it keeps changing every 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 week. And um, if Stroud can keep performing, then you know he could cause an upset. But um, but for now, I think that the names that have a little bit more weight to them are probably uh, uh, probably you know in in more con- uh, contention um, at present. Oh, sorry, I, I was listening to everything, but I was just trying to find the comparison of, of the, the stats for all quarterbacks across the league. He's currently second with 2,962 yards. Who's top? Who's throwing the Howell. most yards? Sam Howell. How? How? Yeah, How? Uh, I mean, I'm over 3,000 as well. Yeah, <laughs> over yeah. 3,000. I mean, none of you appreciate that. I've been sacked, what, 400 yeah. times? So. Yeah. Yeah, he has been sacked. He has, um, <laughs> he's thrown for 17 touchdowns, which is behind, I mean, 18, 19, 21, 22 is above him. I mean, he's thrown for like three interceptions. The problem is when you do interceptions, it shows you all the court, the players that could <laughs> play quarterback. So it's like Christian Kirk has not played. So yeah, I know he hasn't. Um, he's only thrown for three of them. I mean, what we got a, a completion percentage. He's he's doing all right on that as well. He's not doing great on that actually. But anyway, Adam, CJ Stroud for yards per game as well. Sorry, just to throw in yards like per game. Yeah, I mean, you go on. You, no, you go on, kind of destroyed my argument because <laughs> I am sick to death of hearing Sky talk about CJ Stroud should be the MVP. Because it is the biggest load of bollocks I have ever heard in my life. Okay. So far, he's got a pass completion percentage of 62.8. There's like most of the quarterbacks in the NFL have got a higher one. Allen, Hurts, Herbert, Howe, Jackson, Prescott, even Josh Dobbs has got a higher pass completion percentage than him. He's got less touchdowns than Josh Allen. Justin Herbert, Sam Howe. Should we have Sam Howe as the MVP? I think he's done pretty well. So there's another one. Uh, rushing touchdowns. He's had the same as Sam Howe. So there's another. Uh, we should have Sam Howe as the MVP. This is going Sam, really well. Yeah, so, Sam you know, I mean, this is, this is what I'm saying. So yeah. are, we, are we going on the fact that CJ Stroud should win this because the Texans have got an easy schedule and also have actually got a fairly decent all-round team at the moment. It, rather than the fact that CJ Stroud has been great, but if you want him as MVP, we might as well all give up now. I've got to put him in the conversation. Sam Howe's QB rating is below 90, and I think uh, Stroud's seventh in the league. And I mean, the QB rating obviously combines everything together. Okay, this... This award is all based on stat. It's all based on stat. It's not based on one stat. It is based on all of it. Okay. It always has been these awards. What? It's not based on stats? No way. It's not based on stats. It's about the narrative. Look at the the Texas being... The only reason I'm so smug about it is because when we did our previews in the offseason, I said the Texas were the closest contender in that division to the Jags. I said DeMarco Ryans would be coach of the year contender. He's up there. And look yeah. at Stroud, what is you got obviously you have but to that's the, the whole, whole package. Team. But how that's many rookie quarterbacks have come in and been even close to being in a conversation? I mean, the fact that he's on five picks this season and three were last week, and we're going into week twelve is pretty impressive for a rookie quarterback. Okay, so you, you you've picked the one stat that suits your argument. Very good. 
Um, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you can hats. just second in I don't yards. think you can just come out Most and go. Oh, he's done pretty well. Is the reason that he should be the MVP of the league? It's got to be a team that that is going to be right at the very top of the Who's conference. MVP then? Tell me. At the moment, I would probably say Lamar. He'll get it if they but keep Lamar doesn't lead in, 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 Lamar yeah. doesn't lead anything in stats. Look, let's, let's take stats out of this for a second and just say the well, eye then, test. Okay. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think I don't think. So if you want to go, test. if no, you no. want to go for the eye test, then are you telling me that you wouldn't have? I don't know who Patrick Mahomes ahead of him. No, because he's not looked that great this year. I, I, I think like Stroud, with narrative, you cannot deny when you watch Stroud that this guy is going to be the next big thing at quarterback in yeah. the in the rookie in the young guys. I mean, we have a lot of young quarterbacks at the minute. I understand that, but he is going to be up there very in a very very short amount of time in comparison to the rest of his draft class, i.e., Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Will Levis has looked all right. He has single-handedly won games in some of these games. Yes, strength of schedule has been poor. I do admit that. But you cannot deny that this, this guy's got a huge amount of talent. And Lamar and Lamar is definitely in the race. I think both of them are in the race. But you but can't... The, pro- any, go on. You, the problem with that, with that, what you're saying now, is you're talking to someone with Andrew that we were mm-hmm. going on about him for the yeah, last year or so. We were we were saying that he we thought he was going to be the one who was going to be the best one coming out of the draw. That doesn't mean you win the MVP. He's done he, well. He, he has done very well, but that doesn't mean that you win the MVP. I, I think yeah. if if you want to go down the narrative, unless he's unless the Texans are winning that conference, that's the yeah. end of your narrative. Yeah, I'm with Adam. I think yeah, as 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 good as as CJ Strasburg, I. I would give it to a non-quarterback at the moment, someone like Tyreek Hill, even a defensive player like Miles Garrett over Stroud. CMC? Based on based, I think it's based on it's 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 purely based on the the impact that they bring to the team, and I don't just think that CJ Stroud is the reason why the Texans are so much better this year. I think they, and that's nothing to take away from Stroud. I think he's been exceptional um i didn't think he was very good against the cardinals at all this weekend um but you know they found a way devin singletary who's awesome um yeah I, I, you know the mvp is it's, it's it's the player that brings the most to that team um and does you know the biggest impact on them and I, I think that people like yeah like you say adam i think people like hurts mahomes have more of an impact than someone like CJ Stroud um, on their team. I, I, I don't think you, I don't think that's right. I, ah. I don't think that's right. You can't say that Hertz has a bigger impact than Stroud on the team he's in because when you look at the team that Hertz has around him, I mean, he's making like Tank Dell. I don't know much about Tank Dell. I have to admit, I don't know how Andrew felt really about him. But he's been fantastic for them, and you cannot tell me that Stroud hasn't helped that. Nico Collins was a journeyman. And he's looking really great. Dalton Schultz, admittedly, was good at the Cowboys. I have to admit that. But you look at the look at Hurts with the Eagles. You got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, yeah. um, Dallas Goddard. Like the, the, the running back plethora as well. I know they they're runners rather than pass catching backs, I suppose. But 
I, I, I don't think that's true. I, I, I think I think Stroud has elevated this team to a new level. We knew D'Amico Rimes was going to bring a good defense. We knew that. We we absolutely knew that because he did that in San Francisco. But he has elevated this offense to a new level for me. If um, Noah Brown, as well, another one on there, he was Noah a Brown, Cowboys yeah. reject, right? If we're talking about Tua in the conversation, he's got Tyreek and Waddle. Dak's got his weapons. Hurt's got his. Mahomes, he gets praised last year for making all the receivers better. Now the cop-out is they're, make, they're dropping it for him. And we talk about a Texans team that hasn't had over four wins in three years. We all know he's probably not going to win the MVP, but based on his performance alone, if you just blanked his name out and put his stats up there, you would look at the numbers and be like, oh, that guy's in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy's in the conversation. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not taking yeah. anything away from that. I, I completely agree that I, I just don't think he, he should win it. I think No, I don't think he will either, but he deserves the right. No, but I don't be. think I don't think he should win it either. I, I, don't don't run, you I, backtrack now, I'll Sky. We've we've we planted <laughs> our flag in the hill, buddy. I know. I, I, like, don't oh, think uh, no, I think I think he deserves to be in the conversation. It, the thing is with the NFL, it all becomes narratives that, yeah. oh, Jim Brown's the only rookie to win it. They probably, even if CJ Stroud won the conference, they'd probably find yeah. a way to not give it to him. I mean, JJ Watt should have won it bloody all those years ago, and they'll still give it to a quarter, you know, a quarterback who's in the most. All the Eagles need to do now is win the conference, and they'll probably go, here you go, Jalen. You lost last year's Super Bowl. Have an MVP to make yourself feel better. That's what they've done for Rodgers for years anyway. Mm. you got one ring, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they give you a bunch of MVPs, mate. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> that really got me. I don't know why. <laughs> it was just that, such a cutting comment out of nowhere. <laughs> and it hurts two people on the podcast. Oh, you <laughs> Movie, I'm going to have to compose myself now. Moving on. Um, we are moving on to uh, the Denver Broncos, who are now 5-5. Five and five. They're 5-500 five and under Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Has the tide, Sky, finally turned for the Denver Broncos after what was such a horrific season last year under Nathaniel Hackett with Russell Wilson coming after the blockbuster trade from the Seattle Seahawks. Are we starting to see some life in these Denver Broncos? I can't believe it. I've read that it's the first time they've had a four-game win streak since 2016, which says it all with how poor <laughs> Denver <Yeah. laughs> That's such a bad stat. I know. Bad stat. How bad is that if you're a Broncos fan? I was like, what? Um, but no, it's obviously, and I'm pretty sure I was close to their Super Bowl win as well over the Panthers around that around that time as well. Just just shows how bad they've been since then. Um, I think, like me and Adam said on the betting show, something we did agree on was um, how the defense has stepped up massively. What they've done with the against the Chiefs and the Bills that's not been talked about enough. And I mean, I knew nothing about the corners at um, Jaquan McMillan. I think he was on their practice squad last year, and him at corner. I mean, from what I saw against him and the Vikings, um, he just seems physical. I think he got an interception in that game as well. And it just shows that um, Peyton has probably, you know, seen that there's some gems on that defence and all they needed Wilson to do is not turn it over. And I think fair play to Russell Wilson as well. He's having a, a good season, 19 touchdowns to four picks. I know his yardage is down, but it just shows that if your defence is improving, he doesn't need to... Um, he just needs to do what he needs to do, just game manage and step up when needed. So, yeah, I think there's life in the Broncos. They're back to 500 and they can be optimistic. That's uh, that's better than CJ Shroud, isn't it? Maybe we should have him as the MVP. <laughs> and he's got a thousand yes last. <laughs> yeah, but he's got more touchdowns and less interceptions. So, you know. <laughs> 
Johnny, Russell Wilson, I mean, it, 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 and this Sean Payton team, they've really needed sparks from life in tournament. And I'm, I'm, I mean, looking at their games, they just yo-yo so much. In fact, I've, I've completely lost their games. They seem to yo-yo so much with their offence. And, and it, it seems to be a bit of a struggle time at times. Obviously, we go all the way back to the Dolphins game where they got absolutely pummeled. And we all said, don't take anything from this game. This is a complete anomaly for everybody. But... I mean, is the Broncos found the answer that we because uh, we know Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. We know Sean Payne's a good head coach. It's just does this now work for Denver? Yeah, it's been a complete revolution, hasn't it, in in Denver the last few weeks. Uh last season we saw well, probably well, not not as bad as what the Jets are going through. Probably one of the worst offenses in the league, but one of the better defenses. And um I think to start the year, Russell Wilson's been been really good. And you can see that, you know, the partnership. Um, with, with Sean Payton starting to come into fruition, um, his receivers, Cortland Sutton, have been, um, yeah, he's been electric this year with with eight touchdowns, um, which is great to see. Um, but yeah, the defense, I think, has got a lot better in these recent recent weeks. As Sky said, they're able to make big plays, um, stepping up, and I think it was they made three turnovers um, um, against the Vikings. So yeah, the the the. The the Broncos have done so well to get out of the hole. I think they started the season five, uh, one and five, and now they're back to to, to five hundred. And with you know the games that they've got to to come up, the I think the Lions is the only one where um, they'll be you know they'll say oh, I'm not sure we can win that game. If they can get five wins, um, they play their divisional rivals, the Chargers and the Raiders, um, the Patriots and the Texans. If they can get you know four or five wins out of them, then they're all of a sudden they could sneak into the um the 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 final AFC um, playoff spot. It's been yeah a season that I don't think any of us really expected to, that the, the the Broncos would be that this good um um this far down the season. So yeah, Russell Wilson, the king of of uh fourth quarter comebacks. Um long may it continue. Next MVP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darkness, to, to the point, Adam, I mean, outside of the division winners, the Browns are seven and three, Texans six and four, Steelers six and four, Bills six and five, Colts five and five, Broncos five and five, Bengals five and five, the Raiders only five and six. I mean, can, is there a legit opportunity here for these guys to maybe push on and get a playoff run? Yeah, I, I must admit, I didn't really, I hadn't really looked at it, but just looking at it now, yeah. I mean, they've got to play the Chargers twice. I mean, you know, we beat the Chargers, so that's not anything <laughs> difficult, is it? I mean, um, they got to go up against the Patriots again. You know, not a, not an issue. So yeah, there's some there's some teams there that they can they can beat. Uh, the Raiders are not exactly they're doing well, but I wouldn't say they're doing amazing. They could beat them. That's four. So you know, you've already got nine wins there. It, it's something that you could see. Could see happen. I mean, a lot that they've missed out as well. They've had three games that they've lost in one score games that really you could argue they they could have won. And I think I, I I'm not sure what happened. There was the they traded a couple of players, didn't they? Um, just before the deadline, and it really seemed to that seemed to be when it changed. And I I I wonder if Sean Payton has kind of taken over a little bit. Um, in the whole thing. There's a lot of talk about the GM going at the end of this season and oh, really? 
whether whether they bring someone in or not, I don't know whether Peyton will just completely take the whole thing over. Um, I could see happening. And yeah, I think you've got to be, you have to be impressed with the fact that he has managed to get something out of Russell Wilson that they just couldn't get last year uh, at all. And so I think that, you know, it, it is a bit of an indictment on Nathaniel Hackett, I have to say. Um, but then we, we, well, I would say most Packer fans knew that coming in, um, that it was going to be a bit of a disaster for that. But I think he's a great OC. But when it comes to being head coach, maybe not. So, yeah, I think they've, um, I think Sean Payton is probably taking control. Johnny, you want to rebuttal on the whole great OC thing? Or you <laughs> no, we can, we, can, we can get to that if we want. No, totally. <laughs> I don't want to depress you with my Jets. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, no, I, I'm more, I, I mean, you are experiencing Nathaniel Hackett. You, I mean, this this coach change, obviously, Sean Payton's resume is so, his head and shoulders above uh, over Nathaniel Hackett's um, CV, obviously. Um, but they are different styles of coach as well. But do you think... Do you think it has been sort of this culture change that Payton has brought in after basically saying like he was done and then really you turning on it and coming coming to the Broncos? Do you think it, it's, it really stems from his influence? Yeah, massively. I mean, Sean Payton's, yeah, one of the best, um, I suppose, man managers, head coaches that we've seen in the NFL for the last 20 years. Um, we saw what he did at the Saints, made them a... A, consist, a consistent Super Bowl challenger, and already it seems like he's overseen um, a, a drastic change in mood, not just from the players, coaching staff, but the fans as well. Or, you know, you know, obviously to start the season it wasn't wasn't great, and there were those sort of noises. But sticking with someone with the caliber of, of Peyton, I think, just has done wonders for this Broncos team. Um, yeah, like Adam said, I think Hackett has the offensive coordinator resume i mean he might not have that in the next few weeks but um but yeah he certainly didn't cut it as a as a head coach um there was no real charisma or relationship that we we, we saw in public between him and and russell wilson and you know for franchise there your two um most important pieces um i think you know from publicly that we can see and it, it, it never really got going on that, on that sort of front last year. Um, we know how, um, not necessarily outspoken, but how visible Russell Wilson is. Um, and I think that's, that sort of marred the relationship, I think, with 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 Hackett. Peyton, again, is, is, is quite a, a character who likes to, to, to pinch the headlines. Maybe not um, not on, uh, on purpose, but... Um, yeah, I think it's been quite a good, uh, good uh, marriage this one, and um, I'm sure it'll continue for a fair few years. And the Broncos, yeah, looking to get back to um, those sort of contention um, sort of levels. What What do you think, Sky? The next the next step is for this Broncos team because I always say the difference between a, a a good team and a great team in the NFL is winning the close matchups. And like Adam said. The start of the season, they were not winning the close matchups. And then it seems to have turned to winning the close matchups. I, I said that about the Vikings last year, who the year before were losing the close matchups. And then last year, they'll win them. They had a great record, had a good playoff run. Is, is that the what, what do you think the Broncos need to do moving forward now to solidify a playoff spot? 
weirdly, I think they just need to just stay healthy. I mean, Javante Williams coming off a bad injury at the start of the year. You see him more involved in the offense now. They lost nine games by one score last year. So obviously there was there that they said, like you said, there was capabilities to win games. They just need the head coach. And we spoke about Nathaniel Hackett. He didn't even call plays in Green Bay. I think people forget this. Yeah, he got all the acclaim for it and then got a head coaching job and then gave up the play calling. So yeah, but clear. he was on the sideline going, come on, Aaron, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think some may argue he's probably going to do the same thing in the Jets as well. <laughs> but obviously there's talent there, so I don't think there's much they need to do. I think the main thing that would probably get them into the playoffs would just hopefully seeing some more out of someone like Marvin Mims. Um, Sutton's improved in the last three weeks, but I think... Look, even if it didn't make the playoffs this year, and I know they're within a good chance, there's building blocks there. Like Adam said about them making moves for the deadline. Sean Payton knows how to build a good roster, and he's a good offensive mind in himself. I think he just needs to surround himself with like-minded people. And I think he made a point, didn't he, of calling out Hackett before the season about how bad it was. And I think that was almost just um, just putting the blocks in place to basically say, if I do a good job, it's down to me. And I think come next season, that's when we will really see Denver push on because um, I'd expect them to draft for as well, having someone like Peyton in the building. Because we've always said we can't deny the fact their roster head to toe is not bad at all. Like, we've always said that. When you've got Pat Satan, Jerry Judy, Randy Gregory, Russ Wilson are, are on this sort of team, it, it's... The, the pieces have always been there, I feel like, with the Denver Broncos, but it's just never come together. Mm. And it's it's a shame because, like I said, the last time we really saw them was was winning a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. And then it was just this roller coaster of dreadful quarterback after hope after dreadful quarterback and, and, and hope again. And it was just a, this continual, like, abusive relationship for the Denver Broncos and their fans. <laughs> We're just like, oh, yeah, well, we've got a quarterback in, but, yeah, he's going to be rubbish as well, and he's going to leave us, and and, and we're going to be still be no good, and we're still going to have a really good defence we'll carry him. It almost feels a little bit similar, like another team that I'm quite close to. But I don't see it as abusive relationship. It's a two-way streak with me and the Steelers, you know. It's not so it's not so harsh and feral like it is with the Broncos. But with the Broncos, it was John Elway, wasn't it? Was the one who kept on mm. trying to find the guy. You know, yeah, that yeah. was the problem. And he never the, could. The, the that, next that John Elway, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, essentially, <laughs> that's what he was trying to do all the time. Yeah. So that that was the problem. I, I think Peyton will take over. And I think that you'll find that Russell Wilson won't be there much longer. He'll be, he'll be there next year. But I don't think he'll be there much longer after that. I wouldn't be shocked at that either. Because we no. know he he builds great rosters. Look at that. The Saints yeah. roster now is still good because yeah. he built it to be yeah. that good. Like, the repercussions of what he's done for that Saints team, even been away for, what, two years now, are still there. He is still woven into that team. And yeah, the Saints ain't a great team, but they, they've got some really, really good players who have been there for a very long time. And I think he... He's a player that can get the best out of good players already, and he can get even better things out of players that no one really mm. rates, I suppose. And some of his draft choices in in history have been questionable at times, but I think it's because he's just he's he's a guy who's got his finger on the pulse of everybody, and he's such a tenured coach that he he's going to steer this ship around. It might not be this year, but 
in the next few years, I think they're going to be very fortunate that they made that trade to get Sean Payton. Um, Adam, Sky, Johnny, thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you guys all for watching as well. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure you check us all out on social media and make sure you check out the rest of our shows coming this week and throughout the season. We'll see you again next week.